Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Karat Tribe. Hey, peaks. We are super excited to be talking today about... Just us. Just us, I know. <laughs> we are your guests. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I just thought of the Beauty and the Beast song. I was going to break out in song. Be I was our like, guest. Huh? Be, be our guest. guest. You don't want to be serenaded by us. Anyway, um, so we are going to talk about empathy, and I'm going to let Phyllis kind of start out. Yeah, so I was kind of deep diving into different things and um, was reading about being an empath and actually the difference between having sympathy and having Empathy. empathy. And there are differences, so... Having sympathy is someone who just says, oh, it's really sad. Let me go eat a hamburger. Mm -hmm. Like they don't really deep dive into that feeling. But when you're an empath or you have deep empathy, you feel what that other person is feeling. Even if you're separated, um, you don't Mm -hmm. even have to be in the same room. If someone calls you or you read something, um, I was reading this book where they were saying, there's differences too. Some people feel world empathy. So like right now we've had that Miami structure. Yeah, the tragedy. So someone that is very worldly empathetic will, that will tear them apart. Like Mm -hmm. they just feel like they have to go there. They got to save the world. Like the world issues are deeply on their heart to the point of, you know, just tears. Like Mm -hmm. it's um, very much that way. Other people are, people empathetic there could be nature empathetic so there's you have this great connection with nature and the earth um flowers and animals and things like that and then there was one more and i can't think of it but so there's different types of empaths which i thought was really interesting and you could be a little of some because i know like i'm a huge nature lover like Mm -hmm. they're they were like you go out and you just have to smell the rose Mm -hmm. and you have to linger in it i'm like that's me (laughs) like i love to do that every morning like i have this i feel at peace like they said whether you're at the beach or the mountains like there's this huge peacefulness that comes over you and probably anger when things like trees are being torn down yeah shouldn't be the righteousness yeah of, the yeah. righteousness of yeah and i think like world empath you think about people that do stuff for like disaster relief like that's really yeah. their calling and their mission yeah. and that's or very sex interesting. trafficking right. women will go mm-hmm. overseas to help you know it's like you want to end that mm-hmm. oppression kind of thing mm-hmm. and so Um, I think about my friend Melanie, who um, just came back into the state. So she started as a crew at college, which is the Christian. I can't think of the whole name of it. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, But it's crew for short. And she, uh, Christian Crusades. Oh, And um, she started in college doing these um, different meetings and uh, helping other new college kids come in and they all 
talked about the word of God mm-hmm. and they went out and campaigned for different things. They had different philosophies and they would um, do philanthropic. Philanthropic. If I if <laughs> I could talk. talk. <laughs> 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 uh, it's been a week, guys. Um, so philanthropic issues. They would pick some things and then that would be their goal for the year. And so I was helping her and supporting in that monetarily. Well, then she graduated. She kept going all four years. And then she graduated and she said, I think I want to go overseas and really help spread the word of God to different countries. And I was like, what? And so I have been on this journey with Mel for, um, gosh, uh, close to 10 years uh, have gotten her newsletters. She's not allowed to say where she is, and um, but it's the Middle East somewhere. And she actually is in countries where 2% are Christian. Wow. And the rest are nothing or Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so she has learned the culture. She has um, spoken the words. She learns um, their language. She meets online, COVID hit, and so she met online, and they would have these conversations, and she would bring people to Jesus, but then they have to do it silently because their family is against it. It's a whole thing, but she has this empathy for the world and their issues, and so I I think of her, uh, she came back to the States this summer, and I met her for coffee last week, and just the stories that we shared and I thought what a loving beautiful thing and that is not something anyone could do so when I look at her I think of empathy Mm -hmm. because we can have sympathy and say like oh it's so hard Mm -hmm. to live in those countries and oh it's so like how could someone live and not know who Jesus is and all of these things but when somebody actually goes and lives it out it's yeah. like well i think that that's something that you're called to as well like when i was in tennessee last week one of my brother's friends has such a passion for uganda and she's gone several times and like i mean if i'm being honest like i don't not have your a calling for yeah. africa <laughs> not your or calling. any other yeah third world country i, I just yeah, i mean I, I love i love that they're doing it i support it 100% i that's definitely is not where God has called me to right. in particular. And I think that that's, that's awesome because it's incredible that God created us with empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Like he cre- he that, we, that is instilled within us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think often we need to learn how to bring it out of us. I think if it's, it's a, not a, a gifting for mm-hmm. most people that there are certain people where it's highly empathetic. I think everyone has the ability to have it. I think people have other things that rise to the surface Mm -hmm. when you are empathetic you definitely know and feel it right and that's what i i think um is most important is to know it's not something you can force it's something that is you're born with like you really are that person it is a gift although i think that you can um it can go one of two ways it can be empathy is a great thing and empathy Mm -hmm. can also be a really bad i am definitely an empath like i have no doubt about that i feel 
extreme when I watch people go through pain or loss mm-hmm. or those kinds of things. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, I even feel my own kids like kind of energy. Like if they're right. feeling a certain way, I it it affects me. Um, so I've had to learn how to control that to right. where it's like that is not my battle to fight. Yeah. This is my battle. Like and that's their battle, and I can't get roped into that. Yeah. Um, but I think God does call us to be empathetic. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was looking up. Um, Verses about empathy and in first Thessalonians five eleven it says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up. And that is the perfect empath Bible verse, you know, encourage one another and build one another up. Yeah. You're not just encouraging, you're also building. Right, right. Because you can it can be a really helpful tool to hone into that gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, So one of the things I was reading, too, is that, um, you know, we've had Sherry Gregory on here for the Highly Sensitive People, which I'm um, all involved in that membership and love her to death. Um, This book I was reading was saying that if you're an empath, you're probably an HSP, a highly sensitive person (laughs) also, although not always. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just read this little portion here. It said that, um, that, uh, the thing that sets HSPs apart from being an empath is their extremely sensitive nervous system. They tend to be affected more by temperature sounds and visual stimulation than non HSPs. There's 15 to 20% of the world's population that is highly sensitive Um, And that is uh, Elaine Aaron. If you want to read the first book in that about HSPs, Elaine Aaron has a book on that. And then Sherry Gregory also has Sensitive and Strong, which is another book um, that she wrote on the subject of this. And so there are people that are impasse that are highly sensitive also, although highly sensitive people tend to have more of their surroundings be very um, in tune to mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Whereas impasse, I was telling Rhonda earlier, uh, they have the ability to, which is, could be a bad thing. They have an ability to what they call shape shift into chameleons and they will accommodate whatever situation that they might find themselves in, which could be a bad thing. It's a good thing to kind of like get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing when you're, ignoring who you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you try to just fit into the mold of what everyone else wants so um they were saying that you know if you go into a room and people are super quiet and really calm then that's what you become you Mm -hmm. shape shift into that and become very calm if you go into a room and like it's all the high power broker people and everyone's really assertive then that's you become that but then you're You're like but who who are you you? Yeah. yeah you might be a little bit of both or maybe you are um really quiet and then you walk into this crowded room and you're like do I have to be loud now if you're a highly sensitive people you won't be loud mm-hmm. because you'll be like it's too loud <laughs> I can't handle it and then you'll get anxious and you'll just want to leave the meeting and um so it's very challenging and it can be heartbreaking because you feel like no one else feels what you feel yes and I wonder how many empaths are two on the Enneagram, which would be interesting right. to see because that's the helper role. Um, and as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, going through so much sales training that I've gone through. It's funny because you, 
Uh, I, I also wonder how many salespeople are empaths because I feel like you can, like when I walk into a room and there is somebody that I'm sitting in front of and they're like, Hey, how are you? Then I can be like, I'm great. How are you? But if I walk into a room where someone's more demure and very serious, like I notice that I will mirror them, mm. um, when you're doing it. And that's actually a good thing in sales is mm-hmm. to do the mirroring. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's interesting. That just made me think of like, I wonder how many empaths we have that are in a sales role. Yeah. Because you have to feel for the product mm-hmm. and believe in the product. Um, it's just, it's funny. I find it funny that some people go along life and they don't think that deeply. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's one of the things that I've learned with Sherry Gregory is like, HSPs are like constantly our brain doesn't shut down Mm -hmm. and we're we're always doing this thing or like oh I shouldn't like even right now I'm probably going to listen to this back and going like why did I say that or why (laughs) didn't I say that and so you play you repeat in your mind and it doesn't shut down and she was saying that our other friend um Kathy Lip when she is done with something it just dumps out of her brain like it's gone like there's no I know I'm like what is that that like I don't even know because my whole brain like I literally wake up at three in the morning and I know I've told you guys this before but God will download people on my mind like you need to pray for them and here's what you need to talk about and here's what you need and and it's just like it's three a.m. I'm like I I want to go to sleep (laughs) okay I'll pray um but some people sleep all night long and that's not even a thought in their head and they don't have all day long. I'm thinking of well, what about this over here and how about this over here and how, and I feel so bad about this. You know, I, we're going through a really rough time right now with a friend and I'm in the shower this morning and I start crying. Yeah, same. Okay. I don't think everyone does that. Yeah. No, I don't think, I think we're, <laughs> I think we're a little odd, I guess. A little weird. No, I, I totally feel you because I can, like when I feel the sadness of some, I think too, if you've been through something similar, um, you know, like for, as for an example, like, you know, we've both lost children. So when somebody goes through that kind of a loss, you feel it. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, I remember what it feels like day two. I remember what it feels like day three. I remember feeling like I was in a tunnel, you know, like, and those things, I think you just, that's, it's hard not, I think, but I would say tragedy, if you're not an empath, when that happens and that has happened to you and then you hear it with someone else, you might shut down. True. And say like, oh, not going there, that's too painful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But an empath like feels all the feelings. Mm-hmm. So we feel all the feelings and go right back yeah. to that place. So it's real interesting. And then um, one of the things they were saying is like, you really have to ground yourself, yeah. which I thought was really good. And um, you have to be able to... Uh, Feel your body and mm-hmm. really know where you are because this could be a really bad thing. Yeah. If you allow your feelings to lead you right. in your life. So even though we're talking about, you know, being very deep and very feeling all the things and doing feeling mm-hmm. things on such a deep level, you also need to put it in perspective so that you also know that God is at the helm. Mm-hmm. He, Yes, he has given you this gift to feel this big thing, but you don't want to use it as an excuse to just pour out every feeling to all these people and think that they're supposed to accept it that way. Well, the, there's that saying, feelings don't make great decision makers, right? right? And so I Feelings think, are not facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think you have to learn to decipher between that. And I will say like on... On my journey personally, 
I used to walk through life and I would feel something and then I would just be stressed out about it. And now I'm able to actually sit back and go, where am I feeling this in my body? Mm. What is it? You know, how, how can I release it? Like, because it is being an empath, I think is a lot of work. It's exhausting. And that's, and also like an HSP, it's exhausting. People talk about this in these books that, you know, because we feel so much like when we're in a room full of people and it's that like swirling of all these different feelings that you feel, because I know you and I have talked about this. You, I can walk in a room and I can read mm-hmm. every single person in mm-hmm. that room. And and it's gr- a great quality because I know which ones to stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that one's grumpy today. That, I'm like, no. ooh, that one. No, don't want to talk to that one. But... Mm. When I go home, I'm exhausted. It's the same thing after a speaking event. Mm-hmm. Like I am all in with the feelings of the women in the room. I want to hug them. I want to talk to them. I want to feel what they're feeling. I want to do all the things. But when I come home, it's literally one to two days. I sit on the couch like a lump because I, I'm like, I'm not taking calls. I can't get on a Zoom. I can't like it's exhausting because I have poured out all my heart Mm -hmm. and guts to these people and all my emotion. And so I know how to temper that Mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, I need to fill that reservoir back up. And also, you know, take that time for me because it would be doing a disservice if I immediately went back out and like, oh, I'm going to go help this person. And then tomorrow I'm going to go help this person. And tomorrow I'm going to do... I do try to do that sometimes and it's exhausting and then I burn myself out and I'm not good to anybody. So I think if you are an empath, you have to recognize your body signals and recognize when it's time to shut it down, rest, um, recognize where where you want to be a help yeah. for the issue or what is it about the issue that you feel so strongly about and use those giftings for good Um I think being an empath, can you can see things that no one else can yeah. see. Like you were talking earlier about someone saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. But behind that, you felt yeah, that it wasn't not. fine. Mm-hmm. That's something I call people out on. Sometimes if you're in the right situations mm-hmm. where you can talk, I'll be like, hey, like seriously, you look kind of sad or whatever. And mm-hmm. then boosh, they'll just like right. start crying or whatever. And they're like, how did you know? And that is my gifting. You know, that is my empathetic side is that I feel what you're feeling. You can tell me till the cows come home that you're okay, but I know you're not okay. And if I can help, I want to help. You have to figure out when that's right and when that's not right to do that because you can't impose on somebody else's emotions when they're not ready. But when they're ready and you know and you can feel it, it's such a great gift to be able to sit with that person and just have a really good conversation and yeah. let them know that you see them. And again, I think even if you're not, if that being an empath isn't part of your natural ability, you can learn to be more empathetic with people. I think we're called as, as Christians to be empathetic, you know, um, to sit with people in their loss and learning that you can't fix it, but that you can, you can help just listen. And I think that's something that everybody could learn. You know, you, you don't have to be an empathetic personality to actually be empathetic to people's situations. And I think we need to learn that, 
you know, it's okay to allow people to feel and yeah, it's uncomfortable. I think people who aren't empathetic, like that is really uncomfortable to sit in someone's loss or sit in someone's um, pain is really uncomfortable for them, but you can learn to hold that for them. And, and if it is like super uncomfortable for you, then know someone that is, that can help you with that and, Mm -hmm. and let them come alongside too, because it isn't everybody's gifting, you know, it's not, um, I think the best thing to say when somebody is struggling is I don't know what to say Mm -hmm. and I'm really sorry. And that's pretty much something that everyone universally can say, even if you're not an empathetic person to make someone feel like seen and heard yeah and just not being fixed you Mm -hmm. know you know because I think that's initially as a human as human beings we just want to fix and it to be done and finished and like let's quickly get through this but but I think you know for at least for me like with with grief like the thing I learned is it doesn't go away overnight and it can't be fixed right away and sometimes somebody just needs to sit with me in that moment, yeah. you know, and it could be 20, 30, 40 years down the road. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It just changes shape. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, learning to be empathetic with, with your friends and your family. I mean, I'm learning to be more empathetic with my husband. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've, after doing like Freedom Academy, I was like, God, I really haven't been very empathetic I'm like, with my I'm husband. So I'm mean sorry. To my I feel husband. so bad. Okay. Like, I have to do a side note on this. So we were coming back in the car from Father's Day. I'm so glad you're sharing this. And I said, oh, let's listen to my podcast. And it was our 100th episode. Uh-huh. And so Mike's like, oh, all right. And we were laughing. He's he's like, do I have to? I'm like, yes. And so I forgot, of course, I forget what I'm saying. You talked about my <laughs> and how, you know, oh, he never listens to this. And you were asking me, like, how long have you been married? And I was like, seems like 50 years and dog years or something. And he shot me a look and I started laughing. And he goes, you're and then I, you know, said on the podcast, oh, he never listens to this anyway. He'll never hear this. And then I said, except Jason's listening now. So I might tell him. Yeah. And we were laughing. He goes, you're talking negatively about me. You're like, well, if you're not going to listen. I know. <laughs> I felt so bad. So, honey, I'm going to just shout this out. I love you to the rooftops <laughs> and down in the basement. And he'll probably, he'll probably never <laughs> listen never to this one. <laughs> I don't that care. I love funny. you anyway. Well, I also want you to share the story about, um, because you're an HSP, about how, oh you, my gosh. how you recognize, okay. like recognizing... The things so that they Which don't... Which, is this a good thing or not? I'm like, had to call myself out. So we're driving down the road and I have this little... Um, it's like a cup holder, but for your phone. And you like slide your phone in it and you're supposed to squeeze it tight and it holds it up and you can do the GPS and all that. Well, Mike is driving and he's in my car and so he's using my cup. <laughs> he puts his phone in there and it's doing this like rattle, 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 rattle. <laughs> this noise that started driving me crazy. Like I kind of touched it a little bit to like move it to see if it would stop. Nope, wouldn't stop. I probably did that three times. And I, okay, before I knew I was a HSP, I would have just gotten mad and said like, can you shut that thing up? Like it's making me crazy. But I kind of looked over at him and I said, I'm so sorry, but my HSP (laughs) sensitivities are coming up and this cup rattle is really making me crazy. 
And he just started laughing. And so then I had to reach over and squeeze the sides of the phone, the holder. Yeah. Yeah. And that stopped it. It started doing it later on down the road. And he ended up taking the whole phone out. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And he, he looked at me like I was crazy because... Again, for a normal person, it just wouldn't bother them. Mm-hmm. For an HSP, it's like nails on a chalkboard. No, I totally get you because my husband does oh this thing. Like when we used to have bulletins at church, we don't have those anymore because of COVID. <laughs> but he used to take the side of the bulletin and he would like make this paper sound oh. on the corner. Oh, flick in it. church, flick, like flick, flick it flick, in church. Flick, like, yeah. And I used to be like, Shut like it was, up. yeah, you're right. It was like, yeah. I would literally like put yeah. my hand over his hand yeah. because I'm like, why are you doing that? It's not even like a little irritation. It literally was driving me. And I, I thought I cannot drive home six hours listening to, <laughs> to this. I love you, honey, to the rooftops and to the basement. But I think reckon, I think recognizing yeah. is what I'm saying. And I called myself mm-hmm. out. I yeah. was like, this is just me. It's my thing, you know, in my brain. Like, it's just, I can't. It just makes me nuts. And so, you know, I'm trying to read more on, like, what these things are. These are not excuses for, for bad behavior. Yeah, for <laughs> bad behavior or who you are completely. I don't want to hear from any of the, you know, Christianese people that right. are like, you are Jesus's child and that is all you are. And I know I love God with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. I think all of these things are, it's very important that we get to know who we are too, mm-hmm. who God made us. Mm-hmm. And we are all very different mm-hmm. and we all have different little ticks and triggers. And if you ignore that, that doesn't make them go away yeah. because you think that you're a child of God and mm-hmm. you don't need to pay attention to things that actually make you feel crazy. Yeah. So I need to know what are these, why do I feel these things so intently And I also look at it as a superpower that God has given me to say, you are different Mm -hmm. than other people. That is why I do what I do, because I feel you. I get you. I can help you. And so I wholeheartedly believe in just learning more about yourself in whatever those things are. Don't use them as like scripture or it's not, you know, right. There's no like higher power or nothing like that. I'm not even talking about that. It's just a personality thing where, you know, it's like, why do I, why does my brain not shut off at night? Why do I feel these Mm -hmm. thoughts? And, you know, to pray it away, well, you can say that, but does that mean your brain stops? Right. If God wants it to stop, believe me, some nights I sleep like a baby. Like that's great. But there are reasons why those things happen. And so we need to know more about the insides of why, why we, what's our, how do we tick? How do we tick? Like how, you know, we're all individual. We all have these different blessings and gifts and we should learn about ourselves and learn how to control emotions so that we're not just out there just throwing out every emotion and seeing which one sticks on the wall. And And again, God wants us to have empathy for one another, you know, I mean. That verse, Absolutely. That verse says it. They're, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. And so he, even though that might not be your initial trait, we need to learn to be empathetic, especially within the church and especially with our brothers and sisters in Christ and with the people outside the church. We need to learn to love on them and encourage one another. And so 
I don't know. We just wanted to have a conversation about empathy just today. Just a conversation, people. And <laughs> if you are looking to, you know, research empathy, go on, find some great, there's a lot of really great authors um, that are Christian authors that talk about empathy. Um, but, you know, of course, like the Word of God has stuff on empathy in the Bible. Look Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate our 24 Karat community and go follow us on our Facebook page on 24 Karat Conversations. And until next time, bye, peeps. Bye.